This is the free download from the Lancy Eden Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. in the Lancy Eden Church building at the bank in Stockton in the Turner Island of Angel. Please contact us or find out more information about us. Please visit our website at thelancyeden.co.uk. The angel appears to Mary. Angel comes to Mary. And I just want you to look at this phrase, this phrase or phrase, phrase, just that phrase there. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Isn't that awesome? With God, nothing will be impossible. I want that to go into your heart. Say to me, with God, say to me, with God, nothing will be impossible. I just pray that would just kind of really go into our hearts. Now you notice that when the angel first appears to Mary, he calls her highly favoured. Isn't that awesome? Highly favoured. And really that's true of you today, that you, believe it or not, as far as God is concerned, are highly favoured. I think sometimes we don't ever really get that perception, but the truth is God looks at you this morning and sees that you are a person who is highly favoured. And so the angel appears to her, tells her she's highly favoured, and he says, don't be afraid. Now that phrase there means, don't shrink back from believing. I think sometimes the promises of God sometimes can be so amazing and almost so impossible. Have you noticed that every time an angel appears and gives a message, it's a message of impossibility. Have you noticed that? He never gives a message that is humanly possible. Every message he gives is always impossible. How many of you ever noticed that? And so that word there, don't be afraid, means don't shrink back from believing. Don't shrink back. That's a word maybe for us this morning. Don't shrink back from believing. No matter how impossible it seems, don't shrink back from believing. Because, and he says, nothing will be impossible. Awesome. Nothing will be impossible. And her response to all this is says, Well, I'm a bond slave of the Lord. It will be as you said, and I will be a bond slave. And that word bond slave is a very important kind of word. In Israel, there's a difference between a slave and a bond slave. A slave in Israel basically is an important thing that after seven years, if you wanted to go free, according to Jewish law, Hebrew law, you could actually after seven years say, I want want to be free. But if you wanted to serve your master, after seven years you could say, you know what, I'm I'm going to serve my master for the rest of my life. And what they would do, they would take you to the doorpost and they would put a, 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 basically a nail through your ear. The first, the first, Piercing, okay? That's the first piercing. This piercing. So their, their nail, their ear was pierced. And what you were saying, so I am from this time on going to freely serve my master forever. And she says this, I'm, I'm a bond slave. In other words, I'm not going to be a bond slave to my reasoning anymore. I'm going to be a bond slave to what you have said. Let it be according to what you have said. Because nothing is impossible. 
And we need to be a bond slave. That's what faith is. Really, faith is saying, I'm not going to be bound to my understanding. I'm going to be bound to what God has said. You think about this. If you're on the brink of what seems impossible, you're actually on the verge of a miracle. You know what? You think about it. If it was probable, then it wouldn't be a miracle. Is that true? And so a miracle, actually, when you're on the brink of of something that's impossible, you're on the brink of a miracle. And I see more and more that Jesus didn't come to do the possible. Do you realize that? Anybody could do the possible. Jesus came to do the impossible. And I don't think there's no circumstance bigger than Jesus. Jesus is Lord over every situation. Even death couldn't hold him. Can you say amen? One of the things I just love is that in the Song of Solomon, I kind of love the book. I love the Song of Solomon. It's a beautiful picture, of I've said before, of Jesus and our relationship with him. And one of the descriptions of Jesus in the, in the book, is, in the Song of Solomon, is called the Rose of Sharon. And I, I just love that definition, the Rose of Sharon. And it's interesting about the Rose of Sharon. You know the Rose of Sharon? The fragrance of the Rose of Sharon was so powerful that when he was in a valley, it would overcome everything. The power of that, I feel like, of that fragrance was so powerful, it would just fill the whole valley. And even when there was a dead animal in that valley, the stench would be overpowered by the fragrance of the rose. Isn't that awesome? The rose, it would be so powerful, it would overcome it. And there's this beautiful picture, that Jesus will conquer anything that keeps us from his love. His love is stronger than death. Because nothing is impossible for him. I'm just wondering this morning, are you in an impossible situation? Could be something in your life, finance, health, job situation. God wants to say to you this morning that nothing is impossible. Maybe a relationship that's falling apart. Nothing is impossible for him. Nothing too great, nothing too small, Nothing is beyond his ability because nothing is impossible with God. The interesting thing. The Bible speaks of three people that Jesus raised from the dead. First person was, we're told, was Jairus' daughter. Jairus' daughter really had just died. Then we're told about the widow of Nain. He'd been dead long enough to be put in a coffin. Then we're told about Lazarus, where Lazarus had been, had actually been put in the tomb and he'd been dead three or four days. He was, he'd been dead so long, there was a stench there. And all three occasions, Jesus came and Jesus raised them from the dead. And there's this wonderful picture. It doesn't matter the issue, it doesn't matter how long ago it was, whether it's long enough to put grave clothes on it, long enough to be buried, where you've buried it, What I want you to see this morning, there's always hope for change. It's never too late for that child to be saved. It's never too late for that husband to be saved. It's never too long, too late for that prolonged health problem to dealt with. He just doesn't want to do the simple stuff. Jesus wants to do the impossible stuff. And there's nothing you're facing right now that is too difficult or impossible for him. He's saying, man. I love the story. It's a true st- this is a true story. I'm not preaching. No, no, this is a true story. 
a missionary was right there in the middle of nowhere, middle of the jungle. And while he was driving, his car ran out of petrol. He's actually in the middle of nowhere. And his car runs out of petrol. So he prays, says, God, what shall I do? And God tells him, go into the river, fill the petrol, the petrol, what do you call it, the petrol cage, whatever it is, you know what I mean, fill it with water. And he says, God, and he said, then pour it into your car. He says, God, I can water up my car. And God said to him, if I can turn water into wine, then why can't I turn water into petrol? And he began to pour the water into the car. Starts the car, seeing what's going to happen, and the car starts. And he drives for miles and miles and miles. Because nothing is impossible for God. Can you say amen? I love the story of Elijah and Elisha. The Bible says Elijah performed seven miracles. And Elisha says, God, would you give me the promise that I will have the double portion of what Elijah had? Elijah did seven miracles. When Elisha died, the Bible records he'd done 13 miracles. Now what's double? Seven and seven is... He dies on his 13 miracles. There's an interesting story because years later, a man falls into a cave and dies. But he touches the bones of Elisha and he's raised to the dead. So double portion. Here's the point. God gave Elisha a prophetic word. And no matter how long that prophetic word takes to happen, nothing is impossible for God and it will always happen. Now, I say nothing's impossible for God. There's one thing that is impossible for God. Do you know that? And I thought I'd borrow Wendy. Where's Wendy? I saw it. Here's your skills, Wendy. You're going to be impressed with this. Here's my drawing of what's impossible for God. Let me get it. Nothing's impossible for God. Now you think about this. You can't truly pray and come up with nothing. You can't fast, you can't plead the blood of Jesus and come up with nothing. You can't serve God and come up with nothing. You can't resist sin, obey God and come up with nothing. With God, nothing is impossible. You can't praise him and come up with nothing. You can't give and sow and come up with nothing. You can't consecrate your life and give your life full to him and come up with nothing. You can't walk by faith, get into the word and come up with nothing. Nothing. He's going to do something because God is faithful. You can't live a consecrated life and pray and come up with nothing. You can't give your everything and come up with nothing. He's going to bless you. He's going to move mountains. He's going to open doors. He's going to provide for you. You can't praise him in the hard times and come up with nothing. It's impossible for God to do nothing. You may not get everything, but you always get something. Because nothing... Where's it gone? There it is. Just to get a hold of me. Because nothing 
is impossible with God. Now you may say, well actually I can think of situations where really nothing's happening right now. I'm glad you talked about that. Because there's a great story in the Bible about that taking place. The story again of Elijah. We're told that Elijah killed all the prophets of Baal. And there had been a drought on the land for three years. Three years, a drought on the land. And I love the fact that that the fire from heaven fell. And Elijah begins to say, remember there's a drought for three years. He says, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. He heard something before he he saw it. Faith hears the unheard. Faith sees the unseen. Faith feels the unfelt. And so him and his servant go on a mountain named Carmel. And the Bible says he puts himself in, kind of puts his head between his knees in kind of a, a birthing position. And the Bible says he begins to pray. And he sends his servant and says, what do you see? Because one time he says, I see nothing. So he sends him a second time. He says, what do you see? He says, I see nothing. And he sends him a third time. He says, what do you see? He says, I see nothing. Sometimes we just pray once and we want to quit. Sometimes we, we just hold on to just a, for maybe a couple of days rather than actually getting this idea that with God, nothing is impossible. Because what Elijah was saying, it's, it's impossible for God to do nothing when I'm praying and I'm believing him. It's impossible for nothing to happen. And so Elijah sends his servant seven times. On the seventh time, he says, what do you see? He says, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. And I love his response. Get out of here, there's a flood coming. Think about it. A cloud, look at your hand. And that's the cloud that he saw. And Elijah's response was that, there's a flood coming, let's go. He ran so quickly, the Bible says, he outran the chariot of Ahab. That's how fast he ran. Because he saw the cloud of a size of man's hand. I want you to see something so powerful. In other words, that little cloud had great rain. I wonder sometimes, how many miracles do we miss because we don't recognize the little cloud? Sometimes it comes as a little change, a little breakthrough, a little bit of improvement. And we need to rejoice just in those things that seem to be the size of a man's hand. You know, I love the story of George Muller. Have you read the story of George Muller, some of his stories? They're awesome. And he tells one story. He's believing God for an orphanage, needing thousands of pounds to build this orphanage. And he's in a school one day, and a little boy comes and gives him a penny. So he gives him his one penny. George Muller takes a coin and says, thank you God for my miracle. Thank you for my orphanage. And begins to praise God for the miracle. He says, now I've got my orphanage. 
In other words, he recognised the little cloud. Maybe that loved one's not been saved yet, but maybe he started asking about coming to church. Maybe you're seeing little clouds and God wants you to rejoice over those little things because those little things are going to lead to amazingly big things. I just know this with all my heart. God doesn't start anything. He doesn't finish. He who began a good work, he will complete it. And sometimes it doesn't start with a great rain. Sometimes it starts with just just a little crowd. He doesn't always do big things at first. But here's the point. If you would reach out to your nothing, your nothing will become a something. If you would reach out in the nothing, then the nothing becomes a something. Something that seems so small can turn into great rain. I just think of those guys in the day of Pentecost. It seems so small. Just 120 people. For 10 days they prayed. And there was absolutely nothing. Just 120 of them in a room praying together. All kinds of opposition, all kinds of things rising up against them. And they pray for 10 days and there's absolutely nothing. Then the Bible says, suddenly came the sound of a mighty rushing wind and tongues of fire fell on every head. And what began with nothing became the beginning of the greatest outpouring of the Spirit. Isn't that awesome? So I'm saying this morning, even though you don't see it very much, just reach out. I think let's start expecting God to do great things. Let's not come to church and not expect anything. Because with God, all things what are possible. The Bible says that Peter had fished all night and he had caught nothing. Then Jesus comes to him and says, Son, throw your net on the other side. And he says, Lord, even though we've fished on that corner, thing, nevertheless, at your word, we're going to do it. And the Bible says that he had this incredible, the, fish, the catch of fish was so great that to get other boats to come and help them. You see, Sometimes we can be toiling all night. We've done things in our own power and our own strength and our own ability and we have achieved such. But the moment we do things according to his word, there will be results. You may say, I don't want to talk to that person, share with that person, but nevertheless, at your word, I'm going to do it. I don't really want to forgive that person, but nevertheless, at your word. I don't really feel like praising God, but nevertheless, at your word. And as we begin to start living and acting according to his word, then the nothing will always become a something. Because nothing is impossible 
with God. I like to think this. That when you're down to nothing, God is always up to something. Isn't that wonderful? When you're down, somewhere, believe it or not, probably the best place you can ever get to is when you're down to nothing. Because when you're down to nothing, God is always up to something. Mary says these words. She says, Lord, how can this be? How can this happen? And there's the response the Lord said to her. It will come to pass because the Holy Spirit will come upon you. It will, it will become, it will happen, the impossible will happen because the Holy Spirit is going to descend upon you. And what seems impossible becomes possible with the power of the Holy Spirit. I just love this thought that, that when we're connected to the Holy Spirit, all things are possible because he begins to endure us with the power of God, the ability of God. That's what the word power means. It means the ability of God. So where you feel inability... And what seems, what, what seems impossible for you to do in your ability, when the Holy Spirit begins to work upon you, come upon you, then he begins to endure you and empower you to do the things that are impossible. Isn't that awesome? If you could do it in your own power and your own strength, why would you need the power of the Holy Spirit? Is that true? So the power of the Holy Spirit is given to enable us to do what seems humanly impossible. So the more I'm endured, the more I'm filled, the more I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit, the what seems impossible suddenly becomes possible. The Bible says that with God, nothing is impossible. So here's the point. It's all about my connection, who I'm connected to. If I'm really in a good, vibrant relationship with God, then with him, nothing's impossible. The more I'm connected to him, all the impossibilities suddenly take a whole new realm of opportunity. The impossibility becomes an opportunity for God to work in your life. If you never needed a miracle, then you will never get one. Is that true? The only thing that stops you getting something is when you expect nothing. If you expect nothing, that's exactly what you're going to get. But when you expect something, then you always get something. God is awesome at actually taking nothing and out of nothing producing something. The Bible says that's what he did. He said, let there be light. Let there be this. Let there be that. In other words, God took nothing and out of nothing created what? Something. That's God's faith. Nothing. Something coming out of nothing. And that's what God can do with you. You look right now and there appears to be nothing. But God can take your nothing if you'll believe him and take your nothing and create something awesomely something let's just come before him right now
so much more I could say, but I just want that, that kind of message to go into your heart today. That with God, all things are possible. Can you say amen? Maybe you're here this morning and you're facing an impossibility. It could be a work situation. It could be some family situation. It could be a, a kind of circumstance that seems so impossible. It could be a word that God has given you. Maybe he gave you years and years ago. And you've almost buried the promise. You've almost buried what God has said. And the Spirit of God comes to you now. And God says to you this morning that with me, nothing is impossible. Nothing. Absolutely nothing's impossible to those who believe. Um, I felt it right just to share this morning in mind of what John's just spoken about this morning. Um, about three or four weeks ago, um, I developed, well, for quite a few months, I developed um, some awful shoulder pain. I'd had lots of physiotherapy, um, but it was getting agonizing. And then three or four weeks ago, in the Monday morning prayer meeting, Sil asked if people would pray for me. And um, Angie in particular prayed a very long prayer for me, Sil said. And as they were preparing to go, Polly just shared with Sil. And she said, do you know, as, as Angie was praying, she said, I saw a picture of Jackie with a black snake coming out of her shoulder. And Sue was very excited about this, came home and he said, how are you? And I said, I don't feel any change. But I said, let's claim that miracle because I'm believing for it. And I went to bed that night, couldn't sleep again. So I went to my prayer chair and I slept in the prayer chair. And every time I woke up in pain, I I thanked God that my miracle had arrived. I didn't feel it. (laughs) And this went on for a few days. Then on the third day, I woke up with no pain. But it was a step of faith because immediately the the pain hadn't changed. But we were believing that my miracle had come. And there's lots of other things that Sun and I have been praying for sometimes for years, and I know people here have been praying for unsafe folk in their families, work situations, as John said, financial situations. But sometimes, you know, we don't even see a cloud the size of a hand. But let's just believe for those miracles, because I know that once we give it to the Lord, he's working in there. So it's up to us to just trust him. Sometimes we wait because the Lord stretches our faith, Because in doing so, he creates something amazing in us. So believe your miracles. And I'm believing for my other miracles because they're happening. Thank you. Amen. That's awesome. Thank you, God, today we declare over your people today that you are the God of miracles. We declare over your people today, God, that nothing is impossible for for you, Lord, and we give our impossibilities to you now, believing for testimonies, believing for breakthrough, believing for your working in by your power of your spirit right now, God. Thank you, Lord, today that we come to the God of miracles, we come to the God of impossibilities. Thank you, Lord, you specialize in impossibilities. 
And so, Lord, we give you the praise today. We praise you, Lord, for what is about to happen in these coming days and coming weeks, for the many impossible situations right now, for loved ones that are going to be saved, for breakthroughs, for financial needs being met, for healings of people's bodies. Thank you for what we've already heard, oh God. Lord, we thank you for the first fruits in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Praise God. We're going to take our ties off these as we close. This is a free download from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at LeBanc St. Sampson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk.